1: Episode 422, fourth, fifth episode And the, I've had, I've had four people independently tell me that the audio sucks because the old room, I had a bunch of like bureaus around me and I covered them with moving blankets and now it's in a, just a square room. So I spent a lot of time setting up a I look like it looks like a, it looks like a little kid making a fort inside I have a mountain of moving blankets and stuff but, <laughs> but as long as it's off camera, you can't see it. So it looks good and I can just keep faking it. So um, but We because because I'm a moron and you're highly intelligent. I decided to ask you yesterday You know what topic would you like to talk about and you sent me several all of which are interesting, but I thought a very, uh, I think, the most pertinent is regarding the verdict on uh, Derek Chauvin regarding George Floyd's death, and I mean, you know, I talked to an ATF guy yesterday, and you know, he was we we're talking about, you know, it's you know, re- regardless of like what the outcome was, it's you know, it's still better than like Soviet Russia, where at least we can go out and you know make our voices heard without being mowed down. However it's uh it's interesting that i saw an interview yesterday with some protesters and i think milwaukee saying verbatim i don't think all white people should be killed but i think we should kill a couple so that they can feel our pain and then you have maxine waters going out and saying be confrontational two hours later there was a drive-by shooting at the national guard i mean are, are we learning the hard way if you give them an inch they take a mile
0: well, I think the first thing to uh, to mention uh, is that um, that trial verdict uh, guilty on all three charges, second degree murder, third degree murder and manslaughter, first of all, is inherently self-contradictory. You cannot be guilty of all of those three things uh, because they contradict one another. Mm. Uh, but number two, uh, it will be appealed for sure. Um the fact that the judge in that case um, did not sequester the jury, um, you know, did not uh, request uh, or the prosecution or the defense, uh, I should say the defense, I guess, did not uh, request demand a change of venue. um, The inflammatory uh, incitement to violence by representative Maxine Waters Um, the payment by the city of Minneapolis to the family of George Floyd in the amount of $27 million uh, way before the trial ever even got started, uh, indicating it it would seem an acceptance of uh, guilt culpability in the case on the part of the city of Minneapolis. All these things um, are going to, I think, play into... Um, uh, the, the appeal process.
1: Now, after talking to you so many times and general Spalding, and I, I think I've, I think I've eternally wrecked my, my, uh, skill solving ability or my problem solving skills is cause now I look at everything and I'm like, I'm, I'm turning, I'm turning into James Jesus Angleton. I'm, I'm becoming everything i see i'm like it's the russians it's the chinese is is because there's the different layers but i always think i'm like if there was a beneficiary what would it be and it would be violent mobs in the streets uh pressing and having an effect on the outcome of judicial cases and that's what i see is the most pertinent thing is regardless if he should or shouldn't be whatever is the fact that there is you know maxine waters we want a guilty verdict, we stay in the streets until we get one. I mean, that's throwing out the Western court system. What's the point of having the court?
0: Well, here's another thing. Uh, The judge literally invited the media with cameras into the courtroom to live stream the proceedings. People may have watched it on TV. I did not watch any of it on TV, but it was broadcast. Um, That means that even though the cameras were not supposed to be turned towards the jurors, and I, I guess they were not turned towards the jurors, nevertheless, reporters in the room, camera people, saw the jurors. The jurors were not safeguarded in any way. Their identities were not safeguarded in any way. They were not sequestered in any way. They were petrified. Yeah. Um, I would that too. alone um, it should should call a, cause a mistrial and, right
1: there I mean if you and I were in there yeah I'd be terrified too the you know you're burning down last summer burning down courthouses with impunity and you have your senators and congressmen and women saying do more we're not doing enough yeah I'd be terrified to be that one guy <laughs> you know it's I'd be terrified to be on that on that jury and not say what the mob wanted because it's very easy for you and I to sit here behind you know a podcast and say what should and shouldn't be done. I would be terrified if I was there. Like I don't want to be the next. I don't want to be the next spotlight. I don't want to be the next trending. Like take it to Tommy. You know some some trendy hashtag. It's but for my uneducated mind is I thought you can't put cameras in. I thought that's why there's like watercolor paintings. The judge
0: has a lot of um, leeway uh, as to how uh, that judge may may run a particular trial. It's uh, that judge's courtroom, that judge's rules. And uh, yeah, in this case, uh, the media were invited right inside the courtroom. Um, It's no wonder that jury... Wanted to wash their hands of this. They didn't care
1: uh, about
0: justice or anything else. They just wanted to be safe and out of it as fast as they could possibly get rid of it. There, um, but all of that, I think, um, very much will play into the uh, the appeals process.
1: There's some uh, there's some irony to the whole you know you're in you're in the jury and it's like I know this is my civic duty but I just want to wash my hands of this I just want to go home to my family and don't want to be hunted down there's some bittersweet irony until like well that's how a lot of cops feel <laughs> you know maybe you know maybe this is excessive force but I just want to go home to my family <laughs> there's some uh kind of walking a mile in their shoes but f- for me I'm more again more interested in what the greater effects of this are you know if if for instance uh, i think it was two weeks ago the police show you know well like last summer or last fall when aoc tweeted out to all our followers if anyone like criticizes me you know report them to twitter instagram whatever and get them removed you know which is always that nice you know jeffersonian sarcastically ideal of wiping out your uh wiping out your enemies and then that guy criticized her, I think two weeks ago, just said like, you know, I don't know what, what his, you know, what his, excuse my French, probably something along the lines of like, this bitch is a moron. But the police showed up to his house simply for, there was somewhere in New York, he uh, showed up to his house for criticizing AOC. And I'm, I know I'm rambling right now, but it seems like very slowly we're, we're kind of, and I know it gets beaten into the ground, but. But boiling the frog, we're getting to this. It's self censorship. So now it's: Are you gonna? Are you gonna criticize uh, the political elite? Are the cops gonna show up to your house? Now, if there's a trial, well, let's put it to the court. At least we still have the court cases. Everyone's, you know, innocent until proven guilty. Well, now you're kind of on trial in there on the jury because now we're bringing the media in, and it's turning into this. We're getting more and more, into, at least from my humble, in my humble opinion, and my subjective viewpoint, we're getting more and more to this. justice system which is not a justice system at all we're turning more into like you know lord of the flies kind of like everyone kill piggy like we're turning into this very am i making sense am i just rambling do you get what i'm saying
0: (laughs) well here here is one of the uh more immediate consequences uh and that is that uh immediately practically the department of justice the biden administration department of justice announced that it is going to be um, looking into uh, the process for imposing more federal control on local law enforcement departments. Uh, this has happened uh, gradually more and more uh, in in the past several years, where the Justice Department steps in to a local uh, police department, some major you know, a uh, metropolitan area, city, and imposes federal uh, supervision, uh, guidelines, uh, mandates on that department from the federal level, which it is never intended to do. Mm-hmm. Law enforcement is supposed to be a local uh, issue. It is supposed to be managed by the local citizens of the, the mayor, the elected officials, the mayor, the city council. The immediate aftermath of this Derek Chauvin trial is that the Department of Justice is now grabbing for even more power to centralize law enforcement in federal hands. That cannot stand.
1: Weird analogy. You have a child. Did you ever? Did she or he ever watch uh, Hercules, Disney's Hercules, growing up? I don't know if. you Not.
0: I'm not sure. Um, <laughs> my, my my daughter is um, not a child anymore. Well, about yeah. to be married this year, yeah. as a matter of fact. Well, but, yeah.
1: Um, I'm 30, but don't I don't know if
0: she saw that yeah, or not. I, I don't know for sure.
1: I'm 30, but I remember watching it as a kid, getting it from Blockbuster.
0: Remember- we were overseas a, a lot, so she she may have been. Uh, you know, seeing other cartoons, but not necessarily the, okay. Okay. the ones that Americans might remember.
1: Okay, well, well, bear with me here. Anyone listening who's my age will probably have seen it, Disney's Hercules. It still holds up. It's awesome. Point is, is there's this scene where all the titans come out of what is like the Disney version of hell. And, and it's a big ice god, it's a lava god, a rock god, a tornado god, a flood god. And they're climbing up Mount Olympus into like the heavens where like Zeus and Hera and they all are. And they're it's this they're defending you know it's the golden beacon on the hill a lot like America. And then you have just like the demons crawling up, and these things are like a mile tall, but they're going really slow. And like the lava god, you know, every where he goes the lava hardens behind him, so he's just leaving this like this like this like geologic kind of like snail trail and they're climbing up and it takes them, you know, like 10 minutes and you kind of see it happening in the background. And it's just like this, it's, it's almost metaphorical of like the doomsday clock. You see them getting up to the, like the bright golden beacon on the hill. And if they get there, it's over. It kind of feels like if you could really zoom out, that's what we're looking at with America right now. Right. I mean, Reagan, the shining beacon on the hill, but like, several things i mean one at least that i've been aware of since like 2000 maybe 10 or 11 really when i first started paying attention to it was the militarization of the police using all the surplus mraps from uh from the middle east um during the boston bombers i remember watching that you just kind of saw this overwhelming force which hey i get there's a there's a bombing so we have this like this physical ability to to put force on the streets okay so there's one The next is we've slowly been normalizing censorship. You start with Milo Yiannopoulos, uh, Alex Jones, Donald Trump, and now you're moving to actual terms, as we know, being removed from YouTube for uh, election fraud. First strike, credit goes to Claire Lopez. Second strike, Dr. Hodkinson. For two weeks, one more strike, I'm gone. So that's this, like, secondary thing. We're seeing this movement, uh, this, like, this Overton window of the acceptance of removing free speech. Now we're seeing a third thing. police going to a a house of a guy who called out aoc on twitter we're seeing the kind of mob justice in the courts it's all the titans climbing up the hill that independently kind of look like worrisome things but hey it's america it won't happen here but we're seeing these things so now what you're just saying is more federal control on local law enforcement. So we're seeing the ability, the MRAPs, we're seeing the social acceptance, censorship, Milo, Alex Jones, COVID, election fraud. And now we're seeing it put into action. It's kind of all the titans climbing up the hill, where if at any given frame, it doesn't look that bad. But if you zoom out and look at it, they're climbing up Mount Olympus and it's game over if they get there. Now, am I just going crazy after 420 something episodes? Or is thats that... Is that Inaccurate kind of observation is that what's slowly happening, and can well, it be? I the, mean, can the course the, be changed? The
0: republic is certainly under attack from many different directions. But if 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 we had to zoom out and and uh, describe what is happening, um, you know, from from a uh, you know twenty thousand foot view, perhaps um, it would be that the foundational principles. Of our founding documents, declaration, constitution, Bill of Rights, etc, and founding fathers uh, are under concerted attack. Mm-hmm. Um, this has been gathering for quite a long time. It didn't happen overnight. It just may feel like it's culminating overnight uh, because all of a sudden people uh, maybe are becoming aware, they're seeing it and, and it's, it's sort of, you know, uh, it, it's all coming together at us. So uh, I see what you're saying, and and that's absolutely true. Uh, And we've talked about this before, um, how, you know, the forces of communism, of Marxism, um, infiltrated, co-opted our institutions, beginning with academia, which is so much important because the graduates of our schools go into every other Mm -hmm. institution. The media, the popular culture, the government, etc. So um, those forces uh, have have been, you know, working their way through our institutions, long march through the institutions, Antonio Gramsci, uh, for a very long time, uh, and it perhaps it took, you know, the crisis point um, of the Chinese virus uh, last year, twenty twenty. To sort of uh, bring it all together uh, and, and and make it very, uh, right now, right at this moment, you know, imminent um, and also uh, overwhelming for for so many American citizens. So maybe that's what you're thinking about.
1: Yeah. Do you think there's going to be a retrial, with Chauvin?
0: Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely.
1: Uh, no question. How, how does that unfold? Can you? Can oh you, no. Can you?
0: Yeah, don't know. Don't I mean, know. Even
1: like the process, just can do you even? Can you enlighten me?
0: No, I mean, I, you know, it, it it will definitely be appealed. Um, it, it, the appeal will go forward. Uh, I don't know if the federal appeals court uh, will be the end of it or not. Could make its way all the way to the Supreme Court in the end. I don't know, um, but I have heard uh, scholar lawyer Alan Dershowitz talking about this um, in different. You know interviews, and and this is this is his conclusion, and I'm 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 sort of channeling a little bit Alan Dershowitz, what he said about this that that this appeals process has so, you know many bases on on which to go forward. Um, but he also did say it, it could make its way all the way to the Supreme Court. So it's going to be a long process. I mean, we're not talking about weeks or months. I mean, it even could be longer. It could be year or more uh, that this process will go on.
1: Could this be like, is this going to go down as like a Roe v. Wade or any of the important Supreme Court cases we learned in high school? Well, there's no um, direct... Yeah, constitutional
0: uh, or legal principle involved that's under consideration. It's rather the procedure of the case itself, I think, with what are at least you know credible questions about the legality, the propriety, um, you know of, of of different things that I mentioned before you know the the judge's decisions about not sequestering uh, the jury about allowing the media into the room um you know about uh, so many different aspects of this the uh, uh, city of Minneapolis you know uh paying the family of George floyd 27 million dollars just barely I think a few weeks before the trial began Um, all of these things absolutely contributed to at least the perception that Derek Chauvin did not get a free uh, did not get a fair trial
1: that being said we also saw last year at the very least You know, there's people like me and like yourself, obvious, you know, openly supporters of Trump who watched the election and it felt like that, you know, we watched at two in the morning as all those states stopped counting. But that's more of our anecdotal uh, recollection of it. The legal recollection of it is like, well, what we do know was a bunch of there was a bunch of illegitimate legislative changes to the voting process in the months preceding it. And that was kind of what everyone was leaning on was like, OK, regardless of, you know, it, it seems like it was stolen. At the very least, it can be challenged on the basis of what they did was uh, not legal and it will go to the Supreme Court. You know, Texas has a great case and it seemed like it was going to turn into this dragged out legal battle. But then one by one, as you so poetically said, they're a bunch of cowards and we watched court after court fold. And then we saw the law of the land themselves say we're not going to hear it. So, it, it I I don't know if if I can believe that we will see this like this trial of Chauvin go further and go forward because we saw with the presidential election a very oh it'll go case. forward but it, we, it'll
0: go forward there will be an appeal
1: but yeah. we saw all of those courts fold like a cheap suit as my dad always says is that what we're going to see now I mean no, if we saw no
0: no we we're going to see a very long drawn out appeals process that will last many, many months, but it will it will go forward.
1: Okay, fair enough. We'll there are
0: too many anomalies. There there, there are too many-
1: deja um, v- It's deja vu.
0: Apparent uh, irregularities, apparent um, uh, things that happened that really very credibly can be said to have denied Derek Chauvin a free trial, a fair trial.
1: But could, couldn't Devil's Advocate, couldn't that have been said about the election last year?
0: It could, but that's a whole other story. Okay. But okay. This one, this one again. I mean, it's 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 not about any particular constitutional article or amendment or principle per se. I mean, certainly the 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 uh, you know right to a citizen of a free and fair trial. Yes, speedy free fair trial. Um, but but what I mean is, that there's no broader you know principle here other than did this police officer get a fair trial and there were too many irregularities anomalies and circumstances um that that i mean just just very obviously argue that he did not get a fair trial so it's not about any great big constitutional principle again as i say aside from the constitutional right to a, a speedy fair trial um public trial by jury but um Aside from that basic principle, we're not dealing with, you know, um, a free speech issue, a right to life issue. We're dealing with some almost technical legal issues um, that in in the defense's um, perspective, you know, uh, will say that he was denied a fair trial mm-hmm. and has every right to an appeal of the decision.
1: What I pointed out to a lot of friends, and time might show that I'm wrong, but you know, as we see, as you said, the Biden administration moving to have more federal involvement with local law enforcement, with the Overton window shifting to accept that we will censor uh, talk of uh, election fraud or we will censor talk of uh, COVID vaccines and conspiracy theories, I said to a lot of people after I got suspended for the second time is... It might not be this year, but at the rate things are going, eventually, once they've wiped out everyone on the right, what you're going to start to see is police officers, or I would imagine distant in the future, will be classified as federal officers. And what we're going to see is there will be uh, an illegitimate killing of an unarmed person, but it will no longer serve the state for for you to rally around it. And the next illegal thing to upload on YouTube or Twitter will be police uh, police uh, body cam footage or footage of someone like George Floyd being killed. And it that's how I kind of see it years down the road is that will be the next thing is you can no longer do this. But by then it will have been, we'll, we will have been trained to accept that there are things we can't talk about. And that is what I try to bring to light is like, that's not good for anyone, not that it's good for anyone now, but that's where it's going is it starts with you can't talk about COVID or election fraud it ends with, you sent out a mean tweet about the president, you now have 40 years of hard labor. Like this is how it starts. To pivot on that point, not being able to talk about COVID or vaccines, we now have, I think three of, right? AstraZeneca, Johnson & Johnson. I think two of them are paused now. And there was a new study starting last night or that was released last night showing that uh, I think I think the Johnson and Johnson vac- it might've been the Pfizer. It's one of them. I have no idea. They're the four horsemen. One of them are now showing that they can cause herpes. They can cause herpes outbreaks. And they're starting to see this in Germany. How much more sideways do you think this shit's going to go before, before there's any sort of actual kind of reaction to the vaccines? I don't mean, like, well, biological. Let, I mean, let's, take,
0: let's take this one point at Sorry, a time. Sorry, I know. Throw everything in there except the kitchen sink. Throw so, everything
1: in there. Claire, solve uh, it all.
0: So let's let let let's go back to, you know, where are we going uh, with regard to free speech in the country? Okay. And, you know, I, I, I really want to be positive about this because I'm seeing things happen um, in reaction uh, to the big tech um, censorship that's been going on I see reactions already happening in the free market space that we do still have. Mm-hmm. Uh, number one that uh, that I can tell you about, of course, in in um, competition to, to YouTube uh, is Rumble. People are moving to Rumble. Uh, number two, I don't know if you were watching perhaps a little bit earlier this week. Uh, this is Thursday. It went um, Monday and Tuesday for 48 hours straight but the rollout, live stream rollout of Mike Lindell's new platform, online platform, at frankspeech.com, frankspeech.com. And that will be a combination site for posting, for texting, uh, and for posting videos. So it is a potential replacement for Twitter and Facebook and YouTube. That's what it's intended to be. Now, okay. it's not fully built out yet. And uh, if you go to that website, I haven't been there today, but I'm not sure if, if you can sign up yet for an account, but you soon will be able to. So I, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of hopeful uh, that the free market um, is, 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 you know, giving us, is working in the way it's supposed to work and giving us these alternative options. Competition is is what's going to matter here. Competition is what's going to um, keep free speech alive. I'm hopeful.
1: Hell yeah! I'm, I'm, uh, maybe I can can I can I take a, a half of an ounce of credit for for being positive? Does, does my nauseating does my nauseating positivity is is it rubbing off or or not at all?
0: No, not nauseating <laughs> at all. And um, you know that a that a private citizen, you know, a businessman like a Mike Lindell. Sure. You know, puts his own money, pours it into this project, um, I think is just, you know, absolutely a, a demonstration of the American way. Now, at the same time, uh, we are hearing that President Trump mm-hmm. is developing his own new social media platform, which won't be ready for another month or two or so.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, and so, you know, more competition out there. Hell this yeah. is how it's supposed to work.
1: Oh yeah. And it's. Yeah, because, I mean, there's money to be the, the very reason we have big tech oligarchs is I mean, I think that's all the incentive in the world you need not to go after that power, although I'm sure there are some people going after it for the wrong reasons. But I mean, the model works. It clearly works. That's why we have these big tech oligarchs is because it works so well. People gravitate towards a user friendly, a good UI interface or a good user interface platform is that there is there is money to be there's a killing to be made so yeah and i didn't know mike lindell was doing one i guess that shows the ability of the uh, of the press right now to clamp down on wrong thing but i know trump was all right i think 45 mm-hmm. office yeah i think it's good yeah and BitChute. shoot shoots i don't think BitChute's another good one as, yeah, yeah not as good yeah. as rumble but uh you know they're doing god's work they have an alternative platform and knock on wood But Spotify hasn't taken down a single one of my episodes, so maybe I'm just too small because they've taken down 42 of Rogan. But, you know, Rogan's only a little bigger than me, so it's – I don't know. We're going to have to see. We're going to see if there's any parallels.
0: Well, the the promise that Mike Lindell is making to anyone who signs up, you know, whether it's an individual or an organization, a group, who signs up at frankspeech.com eventually – the promise he's making is that it is free and open. There are certain restrictions, um, no use of really offensive language. And, and you can think about, you know, sure. what some of those prohibited words will be. Sure. They're very few. Uh, no outright, uh, you know, incitement to violence. Mm-hmm. No pornography, obviously. Um but basically, other than that, it's a marketplace for free speech, mm-hmm. um, and uh, it, it, it's meant to be um, a platform uh, for free expression with only those very few um, restrictions that that uh, are, are perfectly reasonable. I mean, you know, uh, anybody uh, can understand why he would, uh, you know, prohibit sure. uh, some of those things. But 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 it's it's not much. Yeah, certain really bad words which We won't repeat here, um, and uh, you know, pornography, mm-hmm. immediate incitement to violence, which already is against the law, yeah. Uh, that's pretty much it on, on prohibitions,
1: yeah. And those are all things that I mean, I'm even now getting banned from YouTube, I'm still fine with them doing that as a private company. Now, I know it's it's section 230 and that's where the contradictory nature comes in, um, but. So and and maybe I'm just maybe I've finally lost it and I've floated off into the clouds of delusion. But is there a chance that big tech would get sued in the future for the removal of videos questioning the COVID vaccine? Well, only
0: only um, only if Congress at the federal level uh, changes by law the liability that these big tech companies face. And and, and you mentioned you know the Section two hundred and thirty. Mm-hmm uh which would um you know if if it were to be revised or removed or you know um would would permit um bringing a suit against these these companies but mm-hmm. uh with with the congress that's in there right now yeah. uh probably not so much you know check back again in a year and a half or yeah. so
1: yeah I, yeah i'm i'm curious to see how this unfolds if more and more adverse reactions come out to the vaccines and now these companies were squashing videos questioning the vaccine, could that be seen as damages? So, and not for me, I think I'm too tiny. Well, I mean,
0: I don't think this is going to be retroactive yeah. from whatever point the law may be changed. Yeah. But looking ahead, it's probably very much on the to-do list of the next Congress after the 22 elections, midterms.
1: Mm-hmm. Can I get your two cents on what you think about the Pacific deter, uh, Pacific Deterrence Initiative, the twenty seven billion dollar plan to uh, contain the CCP within like the, the primary and secondary island chains leading off their nations, putting on ground based uh, nuclear missiles? Is is that am I am I seeing what I want to see and buying into the hype? Oh, maybe the military is going to do something against China. Or am I taking it hook, line, and sinker?
0: Well, I mean, from what I've heard um, in in public statements by senior Department of Defense, Pentagon officials on the subject of China, uh, intelligence community officials as well, um, current and former, I think they're pretty sober-minded about the China threat. I think at least on this one topic – um, they they take it very seriously, and of course they're watching. They're they're watching very closely what China's been up to lately, which is, you know, uh, invading Taiwanese airspace repeatedly with jet fighters, with bombers, um, sending their naval vessels and their so-called maritime, um, you know, merchant uh, fleet vessels into. Um, uh, Philippine uh, waters, for example, into their exlu- exclusive economic zone, um, you know, and, and things like ramming um, Vietnamese fishing vessels within their, you know, nine dot line or whatever, um, you know, as well as the buildup of uh, offensive missile capability and other capability along China's mainland's east coast facing taiwan the uh, the belligerent overt threats against taiwan all of that they're watching all of that and it's not just uh, our senior officials who are watching that but also you know our regional allies in particular what's called the quad which is india japan australia plus the united states um japan in particular um, being closest um, maritime anyway well Vietnam Vietnam is close too, but of the quad um, and I think uh, I, I think they really are taking it seriously. So um, you know what what will actually play out you know we have yet to see but um, strong deterrence uh, can't emphasize enough is is super important. Mm-hmm. Um, a strong deterrence, uh, can turn back aggression,
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, uh, or hold it at bay at mm-hmm. least, and and I I'm hope I'm hoping that's what we're seeing.
1: <clears throat> and it's, I've, I've said it before, and I, I know, I know most of my the the audience I have accrued over a year and a half, I'm I'm sure they hate me for it, but I do try to look at the Pacific uh, Deterrence Initiative as a. Like I'll, as a, I'll give credit where credit's due to the Biden administration. I obviously didn't vote for him, and he's not my guy. But the one thing I could never stand when Obama was in office or when Trump was in office is for 50% of the nation to act like that individual is the devil incarnate and that they are impossible of doing anything right and i think that is i think that is the that would be the death of our nation when we can't look at anything president trump did and say that's good when he when he's not allowed to do anything good i i I feel like the election was stolen i don't like the gun or uh, the, the 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 want for gun grabbing i don't like the the not pushing down on section 230 I do try to find something, at least for my own sanity, if not anything else, to be like. Can I find some good in this situation? And I try to look at the Pacific De- uh, Deterrence Initiative as an objective good. I think most people call me fent- a fence sitter, but it's is 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 it a good thing? Is it a good thing, or am I just am I am I a bitch? Do I? Well, I mean, the capitulate? question is,
0: uh, you know, how how effective is sure. that deterrence? And sure. that we can only, you know. Um, speculate on because it's in the eyes of uh, the enemy, right? It's it's it, deterrence uh, is 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 measured in, in the eyes of the enemy. In this case, the Communist Party of China, Xi Jinping, and and uh, you know his senior PLA um, People's Liberation Army um, officers. So, um, do the Chinese still have absolutely? Um, the intention of retaking Taiwan by whatever means necessary? Yes, they do. Um, do the uh, the senior officials of the Chinese Communist Party still intend um, to become so powerful in terms of their own military defense, uh, land, sea, air, as well as space, technological, uh, so powerful that they can um, effectively... Uh, exert area deniability Mm -hmm. access to the United States in that part of the Pacific, the South China Sea? Uh, They have every intention of doing that, yes. Um, Do the senior officials of the Chinese Communist Party intend to destroy the United States of America by whatever means necessary, be it biological weapon, um, technology, or some other means? Uh, or, or tearing us apart uh, internally, yeah, absolutely. They do.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, are we going to be aware enough, you know, and um, and uh, willing enough, steadfast enough, re- with enough resolve to 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 uh, stand up against that? I I still call that an open question, remains to be seen, uh- especially when you've got you know, people at the top levels of our government so badly compromised uh by the chinese yeah um that really you know throws a spanner in the works
1: yeah um i know i've I've got you for for five more minutes because i'm like a kid in a cia candy shop with you it's just (laughs) you are like you are my personal search engine i can just throw my stupid questions at you and, and i get i mean people would pay for this kind of consulting and i just i just get to, i mean that's my that's my thanks to you alice is putting me in touch with claire is i get to sit here and i'm just the questions i've had building in my mind for 20 years i'm like i got it it's um <laughs> but what i want to do is um well i'll be back on youtube i think tomorrow i think my suspension's over praise be to oh, okay. the, praise right. praise be to our communist overlords for being merciful um But there is commenting on BitChute and Rumble. What I wanted to do was, and I don't want to make you commit to anything, but for everybody listening, because I get more feedback about your episodes, maybe behind Dale, I get more feedback about your episodes than any others. People love listening to you. Not me. They love listening to you. This is the Claire Lopez show. Great. I want them to, if anybody's listening, Post topics or questions, or like me, if you just just got answered, just got questions that you now have the personal search engine to to query. Post questions or topics that you would like to ask Miss Lopez, and obviously, if you see any of them fit, you can you can answer them. But I have more people than you can shake a stick at that that love listening to your episodes, that tune in to listen to yours, and. I would like oh, to see. That's great if, to hear. Well, they love our you.
0: chat is empty at the moment though.
1: Yeah, well, it's well, none of it, none of it's live. I, I don't do it live.
0: Oh, that's
1: why. Yeah, it's okay. Why. Yeah, they don't. YouTube won't let me. They let Don the play, but they won't let me because I have two strikes. Oh. I'm I have wrong. Okay,
0: it. so we can we can pick up on any questions next time around. Sure.
1: Right? So if anybody okay. listening, sure. please post some questions in the comments on Rumble or BitChute. if it's up on YouTube. Do it there or text me or email me Tommy's podcast at Gmail. However long I have that before they take. And
0: that we'll circle me. back for you.
1: Yes. Yeah. <laughs> we'll circle back. So, Claire thank you so much thank you for You're your welcome. patience it, i truly it is i am a kid in a cia candy shop <laughs> and uh you are doing you are i'm sure this probably doubles as community service as taking all my questions but i thoroughly enjoy talking to you so
0: no this always. is great i i thank you for the platform for yeah. the chance to chat yeah. every week um i i think this is this is Really, I mean, I hope it's a you know benefit to to all the listeners, too. But thanks yeah. for being with us, everybody.
1: Yeah. Well, and then thank you, as always, Claire, for coming on. It's I, I love it. So with that, we'll wrap this one up. God bless America. Don't stop fighting free speech. Oh, that's the thing I wanted to say is I have had several people reach out to me in the episode you and I did. where I was like, mm. I was like, is the CCP, is that a superior system, ruthlessness? And you kind of smacked that out of me and you said, no, freedom will always prevail because people will fight for freedom. I've had more people reach out to me and say, I needed that episode. I needed oh, that that shot of positivity. Good, good, so good. I did want to tell you that. People do appreciate And right. I appreciate that. You yeah. smacked yeah. sma- the but bitch but, but, out of me. But, but, but
0: it, it doesn't happen all by itself. No, it doesn't it happen only by itself. It happens because we make it happen. Yes. And it may not happen overnight.
1: And it may not happen overnight. So just- but... You know, but yes, it's worth fighting for and we will fight for it because that is the human condition. That is the that is natural law. That's God's law. That's human law is we will fight for freedom because the other shit's not worth fighting for. So thank you for smacking that out of me. I needed that. I needed that. (laughs) Get a hold of yourself, Tommy. I needed that bucket of cold water. So thank you, Claire.
0: Good stuff. Thanks, Tommy.
1: Yep. As always, God bless. God bless America. Thank you, Miss Lopez. Bye bye. All
0: right.